listening to the Bible 126 show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, Dave Hodges back here with you, The Common Sense Show, and of course, my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton of American Vindicta. And together we form a show called The Doug and Dave Intel Report. And I got to tell you, it's the most fun thing I do during the week. Uh, Doug can speak for himself on that, but I always look forward to what we do. And this is exciting to talk to people of this quality and knowledge. And uh, I'm right there with you as far as being an observer this weekend, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to learn a lot. And we're going to learn a lot from this guy right here, Tim Alvarino, who I've just recently started interviewing over on the Common Sense Show um, on our radio show and podcast side. And he's also been on our Doug and Dave Intel Report and uh, been, you appeared on our TV show, too. So he's really making the rounds. I'm, I'm getting educated. And i got to tell you, uh, there are so many great researchers. He's among the best. Okay, and I'm an academician. I taught research and stat at the university level, and I've seen a lot of really good researchers in my day. He's right there with them. In fact, this whole conference is filled with them. But, Tim, I want to thank you for joining Doug and I here. And Doug's going to uh, kick us off with uh, the overarching question. All right, so here's the question, and it's really, this is just a carry-on of all the conversations that we've had. If, if anyone knew half the conversations we had, they'd, mine would be blown, but let's start off with this. Can the future breakthrough technology and transhumanism that will be used to advance the human race come from the aliens? That's a good question. Um, I think that what we're looking at is a combination of conventional technology and extraterrestrial technology. I think that we are developing technologies that have, that are in line with the industrial, with the um, um, the revolutions of the past, the industrial revolution, and then the digital revolution. And so we are just naturally, exponentially developing technologies of our own. However, I think I think there is a component of there is some component of what I would call extraterrestrial knowledge and technology that's involved, but. Obviously, we're talking about known technology, but if you start talking about uh, unconventional black project technology, I think that the majority of that technology is probably from an extraterrestrial origin. You know, we were, we were talking earlier today at breakfast about the Nazis and, and, and through the occult, who were they contacting, where were they getting their schematics. You know, the, the, the Nazis when they were, and I, I'm going down a little rabbit trail here, but the Nazis when they were... Uh, when they were contacting occult forces um, through the Vril Society, through the through the Vril Maidens, um, they weren't getting they weren't getting New Age information. They weren't getting what we call woo today. They were getting schematics. They were getting schematics from somebody, and so of course then they started to develop uh, Der Glock, the the bell, and and so forth. So on that side, that's like, sort of like the black ops world. I would say certainly. We are developing technology based on what we've been given. But then on, the, on, on let's say, the Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, uh, Branson side of the technology, we're developing 
um, technology that is resultant from the digital, the industrial, and then the digital revolution. It's just continuing its natural process in terms of yeah, that's commercial. Commercial. That's right. That's right. And both of those things, by the way, the, that commercial technology is accelerating at a, at an incredible rate. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I, I mean, it, it is now one thing that people sometimes don't realize, and I, I think that uh, I like to remind people that the our technology is very young. You know, we've only had really, let's call it semi-advanced technology for a very short period of time, just for a couple of generations. Our technology is, is, is very young. It's, it's not as advanced as we might like to think. We're just getting out of the gates. Well, the government's recently come out and said that they have craft. The Pentagon said that they, they have possession of craft, not from this world. They came out and said it. Yeah. They don't give any excuse as to why they needed to now that they've had it for generations. Right. We've, we're flying around the same 1950s-style airliner That's commercially, right. yeah. but we don't have the metallurgy like what the Nazis were taught or like what we were talking about earlier, things that may not be able to be produced through manufacturing uh, basis here on the planet. Well, a, a part of the the disclosure that came from the Pentagon was there, there was there was a there's a guy named Eric Davis who's a astrophysicist from Baylor University, and Eric Davis has briefed the Pentagon and the Senate Arms Committee, and has told them and then published it that he briefed them on um, what he calls um, extraterrestrial. I think he calls it extraterrestrial vehicles not made on this earth. I think that's the, the exact quote. I have it in my presentation tomorrow. Um, the point is he claims to have handled te- uh, materials from craft that could not have been fabricated, fabricated on planet earth. And why would an astrophysicist say that? Because he must, have, he must have handled what we call exotic matter, matter that is not natural to planet earth. So, so if a craft is made out of a material that's not on the earth, then it wasn't made on the earth. So is that like, for example, what happened with Roswell in 1947? This material could be crumpled up, and then it could be straightened right back out again. That was the that was the that was the original testimony um, of the guys that retrieved the 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 debris, and that you could you could hit it with a hammer and it wouldn't dent. You can crumple it up, crumple it up like uh, like uh, foil, um, like tin foil, but it would spring back to its to its original shape. I, yeah, I, I think that Roswell, we recovered a, a craft and bodies at Roswell. Yeah, here's, a, here's the thing that I've, I've found most interesting. Is you go in the databases, National Archives, and find this same incident report. But in 1990s, sometime in 1990s, the Air Force came back out, you know, over almost 30 years later and saying, oh, everything that you've been told for 30 years is completely false. It's not true. It was their way to curb that. But there's been a growing sense of other people out there, researchers such as yourself, who's combating this, uh, I guess you say, anti-disclosure from the government. Well, you know, Roswell, right out of the gates in 1947, when when what I think was just a typical flying saucer crashed outside of Roswell, New Mexico, um, right out of the gates, the Air Force admitted it. Mm Mm-hmm. RAAF recovers flying disc or whatever it said in the paper. And the Air Force, they, they didn't deny it. They came right out and said, yeah, we recovered a flying disc. And then after that, they had to 
then came the retraction. They retracted the story and said it was, uh, what was it, a weather balloon or something like that? Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a secret operation for a balloon to be up in the, up in the atos- atmosphere, the stratosphere, yeah. to test for um, you know, atomic energies. That, that, that was the cover story. So think about how different things would be if they just ran with the original story, right? We recovered a disc. But politically, they couldn't because we'd have no defense for it. Exactly. And no government could ever admit to that. Exactly. You can't tell the people that there, is, that there are uh, advanced aerospace vehicles flying in our restricted airspace, and we can't do anything about it. So it's better just not to tell them, right? And then, then you look weak. Yeah, and turning off nukes in Russia. You exactly. Know, turning them on, turning Montana, them off. Turning yeah. them off in Montana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's amazing. Well, I wanted to ask you about... The technique you brought up the 1950s airliners. What a great comment! Because we still treat cancer the same way. We burn it out, cut it out, or poison it. We haven't made any advancements there. Nothing on a micro level with frequencies, and we know that this is promising. And we're not even looking at this stuff, and we're stuck in this technological void. And the only thing that's changed really is our smartphones and some electronics. But pretty much we're stuck. You know, it's kind of like we've entered the dark yeah. ages of our own yeah. technology. So. And this is kind of an off-the-wall question, but I've had this suggested to me by some scientists I've interviewed. They wonder if mass depopulation isn't going to take place before the real technologies blessed upon wow. humanity. Wow. Any, any thoughts on that? that that's uh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> that maybe that, that's why they're withholding it from us. Because if we knew about it, I think that's a really good point, actually. I, I, I hadn't thought about that. That's a really good point because – you know, if they reveal to us that they have advanced aerospace vehicles that they, that they can get to Mars in eight hours, um, then, then what are we going to say? Okay, that's great. Now what about cancer? That's great, but what about AIDS? That's great, but what about all these things? If you have the technology to do that, well, what about A, B, and C? Why are we still flying around in these, you know, these tin cans? Um, and they, it's obvious that they don't want to share that technology with us. So you may be right. Maybe they're going to get rid of most of us before they start you know, coming out with this technology. Just one quick follow-up. The day before we left here, um, I'm in my office. My wife walks in. She goes, what are you looking at here? And it was the space shuttle. And these astronauts were doing a two-hour presentation on how in zero gravity they're having promising results in treating mice with the human equivalent of uh, Alzheimer's, that we think we might be able to reverse cancer in this environment. Let me tell you how I saw it, and I want to get you to react to this. I said, oh, this is the teaser for transhumanism. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. I mean, that's, you know, as I was saying earlier, that's, that's where that we, we're going to – it's all starting in the medical field. Now, of course, there's two things happening right now. There's, there's technologies that are being developed behind the scenes for medical application, and then there's super soldier projects. And so the, the battlefield of the future is going to look like Terminator. It's, there's not going to be – you're not going to have, you know, old-fashioned human beings fighting battles. You're going to have super soldiers and robots. That's it. And drones and space-based weapons. That is the battlefield of the future. If that's the battlefield of the future, look at what's happening with Ukraine. If that's the battlefield of the future, what's the city of the future? Because I would add to you that it's Judge Dredd. It's megacities. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how do I get into my how do I get into my uh, my apartment? Fingerprint, iris ID. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're I'm, pushing the they're they're pushing the uh, what do you call it the 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 what do you call it the bio uh, uh, identification whatever that's called. Um, um, they're they're really the World Economic Forum is really pushing hard for a global um, 
a global system of identification based on your iris, based on based on your your DNA. Ultimately, I think is what it'll be based. Well, on. you've been doing it already in America. Within the last, I would say, five years with the Real ID Act, that most people don't know, the government knows. But with the Real ID Act, if you go to get a new driver's license, what do they make you do? Fingerprints, right? Biometrics. Biometrics. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Biometrics. Yeah, yeah. The beginning is your fingerprints. Yeah. And then it's your iris. Then it's your face. Then it's your DNA, the mouth swab. Mm-hmm. They were already talking about hey, doing that. They already got a whole lot of our DNA just from the COVID tests. And they admitted it. Ancestry.com. They admitted it. Yeah, people don't understand. Ancestry.com, you want to go out and see, you know, your, your ancestors from way back when? Now we've captured your DNA. By the way, you don't own that right anymore. That's, yeah. So if cloning ever became a commercial thing. That's a good point. Yep. You could be seeing yourself in the mirror. Hey, look, here's your new clone. That's Are a you- really good point. Cloning is a whole other situation that is uh, in the mix here. So it's not just robots. And, and robots, if you don't think robots are coming, just look at just look at. Um, Boston Dynamics, type in on YouTube, the dancing robots. How many people saw that? The dancing robots, that freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, robot. those the robots can break dance already. Yeah, that's if they can break dance, then they can carry weapons into battle. Yeah, and that robot Atlas can run, you know, let's say 15 miles an hour. Yeah. Good luck for most people doing that. Yeah. You know? It can carry hundreds of pounds. Yep. All it has to do is be yep. programmed. So you got robots, you got super soldiers, you have clones. I mean, it's 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 all coming. It's interesting because what maybe fifteen years, ten years ago, we could have said, "Well, that's science fiction," but it's probably ultimately going to become true. No, it's here. Well, it's not science fiction anymore. It's literally developing, unfolding right now in real time. Technology-wise, you know, if, if anyone in here is a veteran, you fought in the Iraq-Afghan war. We had problems with the communications all the time. We had janky radios. You'd think that we would have more advanced things now. Now, this, this is how we communicate. And now that you have Starlink up there, if our satellites ever get affected, well, someone else can back up satellites now. Or they can take down this now. This is the future for the, well, for the military. Well, that going into the cerebral cortex is the future. Yeah, you got to understand that, and most people don't understand the application of this technology. If I want to do a call for fire mission with any type of you know, artillery, or if I want to have a hellfire come down on you, I can zoom in on the map, press down, this is what I want done, within a couple of minutes, something's coming at you. Yeah. We have that capability now. Yeah. Just wait till I can just think it. Exactly. Exactly. Making. Well, there's been experiments on it with our uh, advanced jet aircraft and pilots, mm-hmm. uh, thought-controlled to some degree. And I don't think they're telling us to what degree. I think there's a lot more behind this than we realize. But well, we're out of time. Doug, you want to take us out? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, probably one of the best uh, interviews I think we've done yet, Dave. This has been this has been a lot. Of fun. This afternoon's been so. I like a kid in the candy store here. This is going to be such a great weekend. Yeah. So, uh, Tim. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, gentlemen. And if you're not subscribed to, to these guys' podcasts, subscribe to their podcasts. They're absolutely amazing. Best yep. intel on the net. Yeah, we appreciate it. So this is the Doug and Dave Intel Report. My name is Doug Thornton, Dave Hodges, Tim Alberino. Birthrightconference.com. You can get your DVDs. You can get the, uh, the show from birthrightconference.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. Enjoy tomorrow. That's it. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Folks, the Birthright Conference was an extraordinary event. We filmed over six hours of content, 
including presentations from myself, Joe Allen, Gary Haven, and Mancow Muller, covering a variety of topics, such as theological perspectives on angels and how they relate to extraterrestrials, transhumanism and the post-human paradigm, UFOs and alien abduction, and the dehumanization and depopulation agenda of the globalist elite. The conference is now available for purchase in DVD, digital download, and long-term rental formats. Go to birthrightconference.com to secure your copy today.